0: This week on AnimeCons TV, I'm talking about East Bay Comic-Con. Hey everyone, welcome to AnimeCons TV, I'm Patrick Delahanty. This week I'm reporting on East Bay Comic-Con. It's a comic convention that is held in the East Bay. Uh, By East Bay, I mean the Eastern border of the San Francisco Bay. So it's uh, east northeast of San Francisco, it's north of Oakland and south of Sacramento. It's held in Concord, California. And uh, this is a convention that runs a bunch of, uh, the, the people that run this convention run a bunch of small one day conventions in the Bay Area. And so Strangely enough, I've been in Bay Area for six years, and this is the first of their conventions I've been able to get to. There's usually a schedule conflict that I've been a- unable to make it. And so I was finally able to go and check out one of their cons. And now I want to say my first impression of this convention was looking at their website. And I've been seeing their website for years, even before I moved out here, because I've been tracking them on fancons.com. And... Their website is terrible. Um, It looks like it's from the late 90s, and they haven't updated the look for as long as I can remember. They've got uh, just a terrible design, It doesn't work well on phones, and I wish they would spend a little bit of money or get a volunteer that can redesign that site. Because, and you know you can use, they do use the same design for every one of their conventions. and just get somebody to update that for all the conventions, just change the logo on it. and you can keep using that for another 10 years. But it needs to be updated. It's so bad. Um, so anyway, that was my first impression and it made me think, all right, this probably won't be that great because they're, if they're not spending money on their website, They were obviously not spending money on their con. Well, I got there and I was surprised because apparently it's really popular. I couldn't find parking. I I circled the hotel and finally found somebody wheeling some luggage out to their car. And so I waited and stole their spot after they pulled out. I guess they had just checked out. And I had arrived before the convention was scheduled to start, so uh, people arriving later in the day, apparently they had to park across the street, Um, there's some shopping centers, and there's offices, and so they're taking parking spots elsewhere, and then they have to cross the street to come in. Um, As I circled around the hotel, I saw the line to get in was fairly large, and almost it went out the front door and almost around the corner of the hotel and so i was thinking oh great after i park i'm gonna to have to wait in this long line and it almost discouraged me from even bothering with the convention it's like Ugh. but i figured okay everybody's waiting i'm here i drove an hour to get here i might as well see how it goes and so i was pleasantly surprised i got in the line for people paying at the door and Oh, maybe within 10 minutes, uh, I was in. And it had died down by the time I got to the line, too. It wasn't as long as it was before. And so uh, the line to pay at the door moved faster than the line for people who pre-registered. And I mean, I suspect that's because you pay at the door, you hand over $10, uh, they give you... uh, your uh, badge and you're in. Whereas if you pre-register, well, here's my name, here's you know some proof I registered or whatever it is, they have to look it up and verify, and then you get it. As opposed to just $10, okay, here you go. So if you're going to this, it's only $10. So pre-registration, I don't know what the registration price is, but you're not gonna be saving that much. So if you plan to arrive, as, right when it opens, maybe just pay at the door. Um, I don't know if it's usually like this. Now, later on in the day, the pre-registration line was really short because people who had pre-registered all arrived early. The people paying at the door kept arriving throughout the day. So eventually the, the lines shifted, and so pre-registration was better. But if you're pre-registering, you're probably going to be there early anyway. You're not going to pre-register and then show up halfway through the con. Or maybe you will. Um, Anyway, I got there, and it was, as I expected, once I saw the line to get in, it was fairly crowded. Uh, This particular hotel isn't a large hotel. They don't have these massive ballrooms, Uh, and so for this convention, what they had done was, uh, it was one of those configurations where there's several smaller meeting rooms, and they open the air walls between them, and they create one larger room, and so... This had the dealer's rooms, uh, or the vendor's rooms, separated into two areas. There's one, in, as you go in, there's one on the left and one on the right up some stairs. And uh, they both had vendors and artists intermixed. And so there wasn't a set artist's alley. There wasn't a set dealer's room. It was all mixed together, which is it's fine, especially for a smaller convention like this. But uh, you know, the rooms—they they weren't overly large. Uh, it seems to be okay for a convention this size. Uh, I expected maybe you know, a hundred, two hundred people, but there's clearly more than that that showed up. And uh, the because there were so many people, and they had the vendors in there, it was hard to move around in some parts because the, the people there were just so many people and. Uh, even when you could get through, sometimes you would have a, have trouble getting to the vendor to look at something you've spotted on the table because there's other people there crowding around the vendor. Uh, I don't know how well the vendors did at the convention, but I'm assuming they did pretty good because there were a lot of people and the vendor's rooms were always crowded and really the vendor's room was pretty much the only thing to do at the convention for most of the time. Um, They do have, they did have a panel area, I won't call it a panel room, Um, and they only had that. So, they, at any given time, would have one panel going on with a discussion with a guest or uh, various topics, and I, I did go to some panels, and they were interesting topics, but there was only that one, so there was no other programming happening. So if you weren't interested in that particular panel, well, you can wander the dealer's room. And that's about it. Uh, now the panel area was on the upper level of a courtyard. The hotel's designed so that it surrounds this inner courtyard, uh, there's a nice little brook running through it, uh, and then there's a upper level where the panels were, and a, the middle level and a lower level. The the panel area was half of the upper level. The other half was uh, tables and chairs used for the hotel's restaurant. The middle level um, that had uh, tables for the guests of the convention. So, if you wanted to meet any of the guests or get something signed or buy some of their merchandise, that was all in that middle area. And then the lower level, uh, they had some uh, pinball machines with free play. And uh, also in the middle level, they had uh, a couple cosplay booths. Uh, one of them was the Imperial Outlanders. I thought at first it was the 501st, but apparently it's a different. Star Wars Imperial cosplay group, which I didn't know something like that had even existed. But that was a bit weird to me. There was also people cosplaying as rebels. I wasn't sure, because that wasn't the 501st, I'm not sure if that was the Rebel Legion or not. There was no sign saying exactly who they were, so it was... Might have been the Rebel Legion, I'm not sure, but that... Um, anyway... Uh, as for the, the dealers' rooms, I did notice there were a few empty tables, which struck me as odd, because, uh, I mean, there's a lot of people there. Uh, so did they not book all the tables? Uh, or did they book it and people didn't show up? Or maybe they held some back in case a guest needed it or something, but then didn't sell it when they found out they wouldn't? But, so I'm not sure why there were a few empty dealers' tables, but, but there were. Um, but if they do have tables available, it looks like the sort of convention where a comics seller would probably do pretty well, or somebody selling uh, you know, some nerdy toys or something. Uh, hopefully not Funko Pops. There were tons of people selling that, which I have no interest in. Uh, There's also a vendor selling Lego. A couple vendors selling Lego. Um, There was one selling uh, light-up signs, which is really cool. The little LED lights light up some uh, clear acrylic with some design in it that was neat. Um, There were a bunch of cosplayers going around, so uh, they seemed to be having fun getting pictures taken. But, you know, with only one programming track, that one panel area I find myself getting bored because I had already made probably three rounds of the dealer's room It looked at literally every dealer except the Funko Pops because I don't care and I'd gone to a couple panels and by 1pm I'm like, alright, I've seen everything I look at the panel schedule you know, I might be interested in cosplay, but I didn't want to stick around all day if there's literally nothing else to do. So I left. And, uh, it, yeah, it, I just, <laughs> I got bored. Um, now maybe it would have been different if I had gone with some other people and it'd been cosplaying so we could cosplay together. Uh, but it definitely would have been better if there was more panel programming. Uh, now also, improved panel programming because, and I, I say that from a technical standpoint, because it was on the upper level of that middle atrium, so sound kind of echoes in that big room, and it overwhelms the panel stage. Fortunately, they did have a speaker, but if anybody's saying anything before they get the microphone, you can't hear them. And the crowd was quick to let people know, hey, we can't hear you, but still, everybody's going to have the microphone. And... Uh, it, it was just a lot of external noise um, so it's hard to hear and uh, but I'm assuming the hotel doesn't have any extra meeting space where they could have put some of these panels or maybe it's not big enough. but uh, I'd say maybe they should find another hotel, but there's really not a lot of options in the Bay Area, which is sad because I mean look at what happened to Krakencon the hotel, it's a nice-sized hotel, but they just priced conventions out of it. KrakenCon is gone, and uh, other conventions—they—they don't have hotels to use anymore uh, because these hotels can charge. They—they've got that large space, and they can charge uh, companies to have their meetings there. And it's—it's uh, it's sad what's happened in the Bay Area for conventions. So. I guess this is the best they can do, but I don't know. Anyway, that's East Bay Comic Con, and uh, y- you know, if you guys are watching this, please spend a little money or find a volunteer to update your website with some new design. You know, you just put put it a a WordPress site and have some template and use that, even because it's really sad looking. So, uh, anyway, if you were at East Bay Comic Con, or if you've gone to any other events run by this organization, uh, please let me know. Uh, you can leave us a voicemail at 762-ADEQUATE, that's 762-233-7828, or you can email us at podcast at tv. Next week, we've got a report from Gallifrey One, Doctor Who convention, the TARDIS, and uh, in two weeks... Uh, we've got a feedback episode. It's been a while since we've done one of these, and so we would love your feedback. And so, even if it's not about East Bay Comic Con or KatsuCon or Gallifrey One, just let us know what you're thinking. You can uh, again the voicemail line is seven six two adequate seven six two two three three seven eight two eight or email us at podcast at tv. Let us know what you're thinking. The new format of feedback episode. We're also talking about a big news topic. For conventions and uh, the big news topic that we are likely going to cover in this episode is Vic Mignogna and so if you haven't heard about it we will tell you about it and if you've got some comments on it you can uh, send them in and uh, we will take a sampling of comments we get and talk about it so uh, Looking forward to that episode in a couple weeks. Gallifrey One next week. And this has been our report of East Bay Comic Con on AnimeCons TV. We'll see you next time. Bye.